<laughs> Do we clap on one or after one? After one. Three, okay. two, one, clap, clap. Clap, okay. clap. Okay. Yeah. So three, two, one. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six standing by. Rogue Seven standing by. Rogue Three standing by. How's everyone doing? Great! Yay. Welcome to the episode. <laughs> we did it! Yeah. Okay, so let, let's just jump into this. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate. This is Rogue Padron Season 2, Mission 1. Thank you for joining us. Um, to reminder of your hosts, here are our New, New Year's resolutions. Saf, Rogue 7, is going to walk as many stairs as Ray did at Luke's Ancient Jedi Temple. It's true, I am. <laughs> and Danny, Rogue 6, is going to genetically engineer Lugga Beast. I... Uh, yes. And Heath, Rogue 3, is going to grow his hair long enough to style it like Pose. Yes, I will do that. And me, Meg, Rogue Leader, doesn't need one because I'm already great. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yes, but... We all knew that. Yeah, duh. Good. So today on the show is going to be all about Poe Dameron, Before the Awakening, the X-Wing reaction to what we saw in The Force Awakens. Do we have a TFA question? Yeah. Are we all still high on TFA? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of being high, I have a question about <laughs> The Force Awakens. <laughs> so we finished reading X-Wing Rogue Squadron in December. And the main character of that book was Corrin Horn. Do you all remember Corrin? Yep. Yep. So so based on what we read about Corrin in that first book alone, we got a sense for his character. He's very cocky. He is thinks he's a great, awesome pilot. And then we went to see TFA, and there was this character, Poe Dameron, who was this really great pilot. He was kind of cocky. He was very uh, self-sure. So what is it about Poe Dameron that makes us think that he's just this genuinely great human being, where we look at Corrin saying the same things, and we're like, oh, he's such a... I think, for me, it's because all of Poe's interactions with other people are really positive, or at least other people on the righteous side, right? Yeah, he's sassy, but he's sassy to, like, the people in the First Order, so we're like, yeah, you be sassy! Um, whereas, like, even with, with Finn especially, right, he automatically accepts his help, um, they're gonna work together, he gives him a name, he congratulates him when they're doing well, like, blowing stuff up, and he's genuinely happy to see him when he realizes, like, he's not dead, whereas, you see how Corrin acts toward Tycho, who is a proven hero of the Rebellion, and... (laughs) It's the opposite. He does not trust him. He admires his skill, but he's like, what is wrong with him? Why does he have to have a security detail? And, like, he's just... Poe believes the best in everybody. And he's just so sincere in what we see of him that he's not like Horan, even though... Corrin, Horan, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Even though, like, their skills are both, like, very high. Yeah. I mean, I think think we saw that Poe is, like, just genuinely nice, like Meg said, to everyone he comes across, unless they're First Order people. 
Like, I mean, even his interactions with BB-8, he, like, leans down and calls him Buddy, and BB-8 rolls over to him when he sees him for the first time after he thought he was dead, and Pogo's running to him and, like, gets down, like, literally on his level. Like, those are, I don't think those are things we'd see Corrin do, so I think those little extra things are what makes Poe a nice guy, but not Corrin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, because I went into it expecting him to be kind of, you know, that cocky pirate pilot guy um that Corin kind of is because that's like it's quite a common character type in in books and movies and stuff so i just kind of expected it and then he just ended up being the sweetest thing ever like genuinely just super sweet and caring and not like hiding his genuine intentions behind snarky humor or whatever and it was so unexpected and it was so refreshing because you don't really get that much in anything and I love him so much. I thought I would be kind of like, I'd like him, but I wouldn't like love him as much as I love Ray and Finn, but I love him as much as Ray and Finn. Yep. And I think especially in dudes, like what you pointed out is that there, he just has no like front or anything like that. And I think, you know, to be like masculine, I think a lot of people think that means having a facade or like not pretend, like pretending you're not excited or pretending you're not hurt or like all this other stuff. Yeah. One of the things I wonder about is the, the medium because we are seeing Poe in the movie, we're reading Corrin in the book. And so the difference is we're not reading what's going on inside Poe's head. And I wonder if our interpretation of Corrin would be different if we were only seeing his interactions with other pilots. Just because, like, a lot of his interactions did, if I'm remembering, it's been a while now. It's, like, what, two months since we read this book? <laughs> but, yep. uh, like, a, lo- a lot of his interactions did seem like he was a good guy, like he was looking out for the team. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, we don't get Poe's inner dialogue, so you don't get to see if, when he's vulnerable, or if he has to talk to himself out of being, like, snarky, or, um, whatever his, like, maybe negative, more of a negative view on him would be, but, I don't know, because, like, even in Before the Awakening, like, he is just genuinely devoted to good and righteous, so... (laughs) It's yep, possibly because, true. you know, his parents were lovely. Like, you can see it in Before the Awakening, and I mean, in Shadow Empire, they're awesome. And then Before the Awakening, he's been raised by, like, this loving family out on a farm in a outer rim planet. Yevon? Yevon 4. Yeah, Yevon mm-hmm. 4. Yeah. And, like, he's got, like, a good relationship with his dad and everything still, whereas Corrin has kind of not so great of a backstory Daddy with issues family McGee. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, basically, you know, he, he basically breathes Star Wars family issues. Right. Daddy issues. Um, <laughs> and so I think that might have a lot to do with it as well as that they have the different background to bring them to this character point. And much with, like, I mentioned this just real quick on the Far Far Way episode about Kylo Ren is that Poe was born into a time of peace, whereas Corrin was born into a time of, like, war. Um, and, or not, if not out, like necessary, like full out war, at least one where there's still a lot of tension and, um, like a lot of negativity in the galaxy, right? Whereas, like, Poe growing up, he got to be on this little farm with his family and not have to worry about it. Like, they all believed that it was in the past until he grew up and then saw that, um, you know, things needed to change. But he, until this point, until you see him before the awakening, he was a peacetime fighter. Whereas Corin, was in the thick of it, um, against the, the empire. He was working with, he saw how gross the empire was, but he also saw how shady and guerrilla tactic, like the rebellion is. And he had a very different experience 
in his like military career than Poe did up until this point. You're absolutely right. Here, here. Yeah. Truth bombs. Okay. <laughs> your New Year's resolution was true. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, shall cool. we move on to thoughts about Poe and the other pilots? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Poe was obviously the most like the one who is a main character, right? But then we also got to see um a few other pilots in his squadron as well as other squadrons, like Jessica Pava, um, who you see very briefly in she's in the framing story of um of Luke Skywalker for the Weapon of the Jedi. Yep. And so you actually get to see her on screen and she's super cute and great. And you also see um the guy who's in every JJ Abrams film ever. <laughs> Greg Greg Grunberg. Yeah, Greg Greg oh, Grunberg. Something like that. Yeah. But he is also in a book beforehand as well. Yeah. 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 So I thought it was a pretty nice tie to it. I wish they were more alien X Wing pilots though. Like you see yeah. me and Numb and you see the one uh who dies, like in the trench. Hello uh, Yeah, Asty. Oh, I, I was. I just remember because it it's like lost, spelled out. Yeah. Yes, but like everybody else was like human or hu- like looked like a human. Yeah. So I was kind of like, mm, yeah. I want more aliens. <laughs> and there was still just one token girl pilot and one token person of color pilot. Who was the black pilot, by the way? Do we have a name for him? He does have a name, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's don't... not even in the visual dictionary. Ugh. Ugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I hope I hope when we see more pilots that there's some more diversity because the the re- the resistance had pretty good diversity in its ranks. You see in like the control room and stuff. Yeah. So right. mm. I loved the fact that they had Nine Nub as a pilot. I thought that was a nice touch, just because we don't like all we see of him in the movies. And I don't know what his EU role is, but in the movies, he just co-pilots the Millennium Falcon. But, like, it never even crossed my mind that, oh, maybe he's actually this excellent X-Wing pilot. So to see him 30 years later, like, doing that, I thought that was kind of a nice yeah. touch to, to bring a familiar face back into the Resistance that way. Yeah, absolutely. Stuck around with Leia. It's cute. Although I yeah. kind of I kind of wish that it was Errol, his sister, who was there. Because when we see, we see her in, Ro- in the first Rogue Squadron book, right? Um, but yeah, she, she, she comes out, right? back. In the next mm-hmm. one as well, so I was like re- kind of hoping it was her, just because that'd be a really nice throw-in. But you know, you never know. Maybe she'll be yeah. in the next movie. Maybe female aliens is an awfully big stretch, Meg. I know. I asked. So, I asked so much. <laughs> um, but I think our previous that answer to the question was kind of summed up how we feel about Poe. We all love Poe. Yeah. Yes. Poe's the best. So to get us even more Poe, Poe on the small kindle screen we have his chapter in before the awakening by greg rucka and if you haven't read this listeners you need to go read it all three stories i think are really great ray's just breaks your heart yeah ray's is so sad oh my god like uh, the worst part is you see it coming the whole absolutely. time no. it's so like, inevitable you know there's, gonna be there's no other way it could have ended knowing yeah. like what we know about her in the film yeah and uh. like She's such Poe's... a tragic character before The Force Awakens. Right, absolutely. And Ugh. Finn gives you some good background into like what he's experiencing and why he turned. Yeah. And then Poe's just gets you really pumped for the resistance and for like justice. So... <laughs> and also everyone who was saying there wasn't enough politics in the movie, read the book. Yeah, this, absolutely. I mean, oh my god, this yeah, gives you everything good. you need right there. Yeah. yeah. So in the before the awakening, you start off with Poe being a young boy. And you find out his first ship is his mom's A-Wing. 
So his mom, Shara Bay, um, and his dad, did they, did, what was his name? I didn't write Kess, it down. K-E-S. K- A-E-S? I think it's K, K-E-S. Kess oh, Kess, K-E-S. Is that right, Seth? Yeah, it was yeah. Kiss. Okay. I think. Um, so his mom, Shara Bay. more on their story, Sea Shattered Empire. Yeah. She was a pilot, um, in the rebellion, and his dad, Kess, was in, was like a commando. So in Endor, she was actually flying up in there against the second Death Star, and he was part of the strike team that was on planet. Um, so it's really grounded in what we already know of Star Wars. So Poe grows up on Yavin 4 with his parents, um, who retired about six months after, uh, the Battle of Endor. And they're just having a colony, raising probably animals, Making some farms, like super oh, cute and, we should, and quaint. We should mention that the like people might know this, but behind the scenes, Poe's homeworld being Gavin Four was actually Oscar Isaac's idea. Mm-hmm. Like it, in an interview, someone asked him like where he's from, and he just like made up on the spot, like oh maybe he's from Gavin Four. And the story group kind of took that and ran with it. Well, it's also related because um, of where Gavin Four was, yeah, filmed in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's filmed in Guatemala, and he's from Guatemala. So right. it's like actually the perfect like such a cute time. alignment. So he was meant to be basically. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So um, and I love that. Like I was a little sad that we didn't see any familiar planets in TFA. Mm-hmm. Like it was that it was all new planets. But I like that. Um, that's one kind of way that we're again tying into the original trilogy is that he went back to that planet. Like we have no idea what happened to Yavin Four after the Rebel Alliance left there. Now we get some more clues on what's what's going on there. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Shara Bay died when Poe was eight, so he was still a pretty young boy. Um, but he, before, by then, he had already been instilled with his mother's love of flying, so that's good. Um, and you see Poe's dad, um, who's, who's with him on Yavin 4, and, you know, you can see him grieving for his wife. And him and Poe talk a little bit about what it was like and, during the rebellion and what it was like to fight. And, um, Poe's dad just mentions that What's more important um, is answering the call of aid, not necessarily, like, what kind of part you had. So it doesn't matter if you actually were the one to blow up the second Death Star. What's important is that you went out and tried and were there to help blow up that second Death Star um, or whatever. So, I mean, those were kind of the lessons that Poe was instilled with as a kid. And um, right before we jump um, to present, I guess kind of more present day, um, Poe's dad, Poe asked his dad what he's afraid of, um, because he wasn't necessarily, like, afraid of dying, um, like, when he was fighting. And Poe's dad answers that it was all for nothing, which will come back later. That's just, that's harsh, man. Yeah. Like, right? That, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> that is a, that is a legitimate thing for him to be scared of, and it makes a lot of sense. And after watching TFA, you're like, yeah, maybe, maybe it was. <laughs> right. When I think, yeah, it's, it's, oh, go ahead. It, I was going to say, it's something that you might imagine that, uh, our surviving original trilogy, like the three, like Luke and Leia will be dealing with as well, mm-hmm. um, in the upcoming films. Like they, they didn't really touch on it much, but I imagine, you know, just it's still going on and on and it's just it's never ending battle right. against evil. Yeah. And I think especially yeah. when you have kids that like one of the purposes of fighting is so you can, you know, and if you want to have kids or you have kids at the time is so you can pass on peacetime so they don't have to go through the same experiences that you do. And so I'm sure he's also thinking about that when he looks at Poe and looks at the very, you know, shaky piece that they have on right now. So very sad. So now I think it's also interesting. Oh, yeah. We I, we didn't get any resolution on Poe's 
dead, what he's up to now, like right. if he's still alive or what's yeah. going on. Like they're very clearly told us Poe's mom is gone, but but we don't actually know what the state of Castamarin is at this point. Why is it always the mom? Always the mom. <laughs> it's always the mom. Every time. Yep. Yep. I thought that was okay. Again, this is kind of behind the scenes, <laughs> but like for for those of us that were reading the comic, like every every time an issue came out, like I was sweating for the fate of Poe's mom because like the way the comic was written, it just seemed like there's no way she's getting out of this comic alive. They yeah. were teasing and then, like, it like they all yeah. purpose. I oh my god, exactly. And then the end of the comic, it's like oh they lived happily ever after. I was like oh thanks. And then I read before the Awakened, I was like oh just and kidding. Like four years yeah. later, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Come on, oh, just kidding. Some like medical thing just happened yeah. instead. <laughs> but yeah, because it's so anticlimactic after all the. <laughs> stress if, I was having for Overshattered Empire. If you read the Princess Leia book that came out in September, Moving Target, was it called? Mm-hmm. It seemed yeah. it yes. seemed like she and Poe knew each other really well and were like really tight. And then Shattered Empire came along and they were like hinting at the mom dying and everyone kind of immediately jumped to like, oh, his mom's gonna die. Leia's gonna like adopt him and be like a surrogate mother and it obviously like Never happened. Would have been cool, but they did a little, little bait yeah. and switch with us. Absolutely, because in this book you find out how Poe meets Leia, so. yeah, and it was not that. <laughs> no mystery there anymore. <laughs> it was not that. No. So yeah, yeah. In more present time, we skip ahead. Poe is now grown, and he's in the New Republic Navy, and he's the leader of Rapier Squadron. Which is only four fighters, so that's a little bit different from what we see in Rogue Squadron, which is a full complement of twelve. Which I was con- I was confused about, like during the last fight, um, the the Stormkiller base, Stormkiller, is that what it's called, Starkiller, <laughs> Starkiller <laughs> base fight, because like there were so many oh my squads. God, Meg, that's the next super weapon. You just discovered it. <laughs> <I did. laughs> we'll take the power of a thunderstorm. <laughs> oh, jeez, so bad. <laughs> they better not. And um. <laughs> But they had, like, so many different squadrons, but not that many ships. And so I was like, I'm really confused about what's going on. But it makes more sense now you see that for them in the New Republic and in the Resistance, a squadron is only four ships. So you just kind of get to know Poe a little bit. And he describes BB-8 as childlike, precocious, and a daydreamer, which is, like, super (laughs) cute. And I think, you know, when we see BB-8, that's totally what he is. Um just in the way that, like, his little dome head swivels when, like, people are talking, and um, BB-8's amazingly, like, a controlled droid. Um, BB-8 is a puppet. Yeah. He is such a puppet. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, Rapier Squadron is patrolling the trade lanes, which is, like, a super easy and boring job. Um, and while they're out one time, they, res- they receive a distress signal from Suraz 5. Um, from this Yasira Zide. Oh God, these names. And decide job, to Meg. go help. Good job, you got through them. Yeah. <laughs> you um, pronounced the words. <laughs> oh gosh. So they decide to go help because they're bored and they're all good pilots. So why not? Once they get there, they find out that it's actually the force, the first order who is attacking the ship. And so they engage, trying to save the ship. Rapier Squadron takes out all the ties. But um, while the First Order is stealing the, the Ysira Zide, um, it jumps light speed and Rapier 4 is too close. So Rapier 4 ends up exploding. So Poe lost one of his men that day. Oh, Rapier 4, we barely knew you. Yeah. 
At least he had like a couple lines though. Damn. Still went out better than Rogue Two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bothans. <laughs> Don't apologize to Both. <laughs> so after they get back to wherever they are, <laughs> what planet like is the is the is this are they on House Hosinian Prime? Uh, maybe. Hosnian Prime? Hosnian Prime. I Hosnian don't know. Or... I assume so, just because it's, yeah. Like, yeah, it's so close to time. Today. I yeah. assume that's where they were. Okay, so they get back to probably Hosnian Prime, and Poe is talking to his commanding officer, and we find out that there has been more First Order, First Order attacks in New Republic territory, but nothing has been done about it. So, the way that space is arranged right now is that there's the New Republic space, a neutral buffer, like, ring around it, and then the First Order space. And so any act in either person's, like, actual territory, like, is supposed to constitute, like, war, basically. But the Senate Intelligence Committee thinks that the First Order is barely alive, ill-organized, poorly equipped, and badly funded. Okay, which, are they run by Bothans? Right? <laughs> which, like, after watching TFA, you're like, Likely. none of those are true. <laughs> Yeah, I read that and I was like, wait, that doesn't really add up. Yeah. So you can see then, you know, the politics in it, how the New Republic is not, you know, this great government that it was really made out to be um, or that people wanted it to be. And so you can understand a little bit more why Leia um, probably felt she had to leave and had to start this resistance because Leia gets stuff done. And this seems like a government that does not get anything done. And as Poe, like, asks him, you know, he wants to go out and find, like, find the ship. He wants to go out and do something that, you know, he murmurs to himself, this is going to happen again. And he's not talking about a, stip- a ship getting stolen by the First Order. He's talking about what his dad was talking about and how the galaxy is getting back into peril, which was super sad. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is that the the Senate Intelligence Committee also thinks that the resistance is as like lame and overstated as the First Order is. So, although oh like, although like the First Order thinks that the resistance is getting a bunch of help from the government, like I don't think that's really true. After reading that, no. I think that Leia and Akbar and like other people who are of like have a lot of friends and have a lot of favors to call in have just been making things happen, like. But overall, yeah, like I think the the Republic was kind of like, okay, the resistance can exist, but like on the down low, like we're we're not gonna be part of this. But yeah. the First Order is like, oh, the resistance is the army built by the New Republic. This is, this is their like secret, their secret quote, right. quotes, um, thing that they're building to destroy us, kind of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. the resistance is just forming because it's trying to protect its people without the government actually being like, yeah, we want this kind of thing. Yeah. Essentially, the takeaway is that government in Star Wars is always and forever completely incompetent. Yes. Especially when there are Bothans. (laughs) The Intelligence Council is like all Bothans. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Worst decision ever. It's canon. We just decided. (laughs) Should it really be called the Intelligence Council then? Yeah, right. So. Just your favorite. Oh, man. I'm sorry to any Bothan lovers that listen to this podcast. (laughs) There's going to be a Bothan hero in Rogue One, and we're all going to feel so awkward when that happens. They are trying to make realistic aliens, so we could get a realistic Bothan. Exactly. That terrifies me. I won't won't watch it. 
<laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Whoa, that's on record, everyone. Gosh. Maybe so, Ray is a boffin. <laughs> Ray is no. not a boffin. <laughs> no. A wild, hairless boffin. <laughs> Snoke is a boffin. A, a rare breed. <laughs> She's too capable. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's too good at things. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Oh, gosh. This is going to hurt later. So, Poe goes back to his X-Wing, feeling defeated, and uh, Rapier 2 and 3, which is Kare and Yolo. Um, Yolo. <laughs> it could be pronounced that. Who knows? Yolo. <laughs> I would call him Yolo now. That's exactly um, how I pronounce it in my head. Okay. Yeah. I, I had never said it out loud, though, so it never... I went. know, me either. That's really funny. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> Kare and Yolo. Um, <laughs> first, you have Cray 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 Fay, and now we have Yolo. This is amazing. I love Star Wars. <laughs> oh my gosh, Yolo! So they assume that Poe's going to go after the Zide, and they want to go with him because they're because Yolo, loyal. because Yolo. Um, and Poe's like, no, Keith, we can't. Stay on topic. <laughs> Poe's like, no, we can't. We have to, like, do our jobs. We were ordered not to from, like, above the mysterious government. So they go out on a normal patrol, but partway through, Poe's like, okay, I'm gonna go. And he, they stay there so they can, like, cover his disappearance, and, like, he hooks his transponder to theirs, so it looks like he's not gone anywhere. While in hyperspace on the way there, BB-8 finds out that the Zide is carrying high-capacity <laughs> charging arrays, which is, like, obviously for Starkiller Base, because that's all it does. But we don't know that yet. But <laughs> And then BB-8 traces the ship to OR Kappa 2722, which is, like, nothing oh, in space. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously. Good old OR Kappa 2722. 2722. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and in what's supposed to be empty space, Poe finds... Three destroyers, four freighters, two are the Lancer class, which are the answer to snub fighters, remember. Two heavy cruisers, and one light cruiser, and a bunch of other small first order ships. So, they're gathering there for something. And, um, Poe charges towards them. I mean, maybe it's just a party. Yeah, whatever. They're still in the wrong space. <laughs> Poe charges toward them, and he, like, weaves in and out. Because he's trying to find the transponder signal for the Zide because he needs proof that it was taken by the First Order. He thinks if he has that, then the New Republic will do something about it. Probably fat chance. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so they they have a long time explaining that Poe does a fancy move called like a Lolo stand, which I don't really get. Like when I read it, I didn't understand what was going on. But I think it involves powering his ship off and then on again to force his pursuers to overshoot him, which just reminded me of what Ray did on the Falcon on Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. So I just that. assumed it was the uh, same. Yeah. yeah. That must mean that they're related. Obviously. Maybe they're secretly dating. Poe is no. Ray's dad. They have like a they have Why like no a long distance that relationship. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like anything. <laughs> so, well, what about Poe is Ray's brother? Ooh. <laughs> okay, move along. Move along. <laughs> okay, so Poe makes it back with the evidence um, to New Republic space, but Kare and Yolo are not in system. 
So on his way back to probably Hosnian Prime, Major Emmet, 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 um, what, how do you pronounce that? Emmet? Emmet? Emmet. I'm calling Emmet. Emmet? Um, I don't know. Because it's like email, so it'll be like Emmet. The dude with the <laughs> crazy okay, wait, old man. Quick, quickly. I'm mad because in, in like the, he's in Smuggler's Run and also another one. The Leia one, moving target. But in Smuggler's Run, he's like younger and he's hot. Like in the illustrations, he looks hot. He grew up to be like the President Snow lookalike in in The Force Awakens, and I'm so mad that yeah. he didn't turn into a hot older guy. And he doesn't know what a hairbrush is. He's not hot. I'm sorry. Okay. So sad. Okay, calm down. So sad. <laughs> so sad he's not hot. <laughs> That's fair though. So Major Emat redirects and meets Poe. And he tells him that his squad is being dealt with. And um, he takes Poe in a secret speeder to a secret place. And But Poe recognizes Emat as a man who's actually seen war. So he's like kind of wary, but kind of also like, where is this going? So what Emat actually does is bring Poe to Leia. And Poe describes her eyes as sad, weary, but strong. So... That's the Leia we know, that yeah. everything bad happens to her, like but she's Leia. still a baller. And she tells him, you know, because Poe obviously recognizes her, and she tells him, the problem with reputation is that it can become a legend. Don't be deceived, Poe. I'm not a legend. Such good I just... such good trolling. I know! <laughs> it's, there has been so much good legends trolling in official Lucasfilm stuff recently. Like the beginning of the new Rebels trailer, where it's like, th- there was something about legends, and I was like, oh yeah. my god, yes. N- not all legends are true, wasn't it? Yeah. Th- yeah. There's oh, a bit, bit of, of all, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So amazing. I am here for all of the legends trolling. <laughs> <laughs> and so, she asked Poe, like, tell me what happened, tell me what's going on, and there's just a line that just was like, oh, so cute. But Poe couldn't remember having felt so heard by anyone in all his life, which was just like, uh, I think there was like, Poe deciding that he's probably going to follow Leia until the end. Um, kind of makes his awesome parents sound a little less awesome, though, doesn't it? I mean, different things, right? I think he probably didn't have as much to talk about being eight years old, or like being on his <laughs> wonderful home planet, versus like, what he just dealt with with his, like, military superior, and, you know, now Leia is actually like, tell me what you think, tell me what you feel, and that's not necessarily, like, a thing that's really used in the Navy, probably, so. And also just the fact that the newer, like, all his protestations about the First Order have been falling on deaf ears in the Republic, Mm -hmm. as far as we know. Probably, yeah. And Leia you know, tells him, you remind me of my brother, the need to do what's right and maybe find a little venture along the way. Plus, he's like a super good pilot. So I think like right there, we see also the connection, the fondness that Leia is going to have for Poe, regardless. So we're like, we can understand how he talks to her now and how she feels about him. Despite, you know, she he didn't grow up an orphan and she wasn't she didn't adopt him and replace like, that's not why Kylo Ren turned to the dark side was because they adopted Poe, and he's a much better son. <laughs> so, you can X that theory out. Too bad. That's a good one. So, Leia asks Poe, like, what he's going to do, because she can expunge his, like, bad behavior that day, and he can continue being bored on trade routes, or he can come join the Resistance and make a difference. And Poe's response was, where do I sign up? So good. <laughs> so good. 
So he's amazing. The end. Um, no, there's still more story. Oh. And so Kare and Iolo and Yolo come with him to the resistance and they end up leading their own four person squadron. So good for them. And we see that the resistance is made up of some of like the greatest heroes from the rebellion. Uh, like Leia convinced Akbar to come out of retirement to assist, which is amazing because Akbar is amazing. As well as like a lot of the other ranks are filled by younger people whose lives have been upset by the First Order, like Jess Pava. And Poe remarks that it feels like coming home. So after some successful missions, I love the Resistance, you guys. It's re- it's like a big happy family. Yeah, the Resistance is my jam. Hella. So Leia pulls Poe. I said hella. Okay. Yeah. So Leia pulls Poe over to talk to him about something, and it's Operation Saber Strike, which is a sweet name. So what she wants Poe to do is to steal a Pinnacle-class ship, the Hevurian Grace, um, from Senator Rue Kintor. And he's most likely in league with the First Order, which is why they need this ship. Because Super he keeps, shady. Yeah, because he keeps yeah. making, like, secret trips into, like, neutral territory or maybe even First Order planets. And he erases his travel logs, like, as soon as he gets back in New Republic space. So This was, like, as far as the politics go, this was one of my favorite uh, details here from this story. Because I love the idea that not only was the New Republic ignoring the First Order because they thought the Resistance was, like, hyperbolizing it, but that maybe, like, who knows how much of the government was actually, you know, in league with the First Order mm-hmm. and and totally corrupt that way. Yeah. Yeah. So Poe needs to get the information from the ship's log without anybody getting hurt and without, like, the ship actually getting damaged. So good luck. And Leia makes it really clear that this mission is not in order. Um, because if Poe or anybody working with him gets caught, the resistance will deny any association because he is still a senator and so it would be an act against the New Republic. Poe, of course, agrees and he takes Kare and Yolo with him. So they have to leave their X-Wings at home because X-Wings are like super obviously like New Republic ships. Um, so they find some Z-95 headhunters, which I'm glad they kept like that type of ship in because you see it all the time in the eu as being like pretty comparable to x-wings and but the thing with headhunters is that they don't have any place for astromechs so he leaves bb-8 behind um and he tells him he tells bb-8 i'm going to come back i always do which like kind of shows why bb-8 was so upset and so determined on jakku was because Poe, like, always came back to him. Yeah. And that was the one time in which he didn't. And BB-8 gets kind of salty about the whole thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is well, no, typical BB-8. Right. Well, it's like, I'm going out, and, like, the dog's like, oh, we're going for a car ride! <gasps> and then you're like, you're not going on the car ride. <laughs> Sorry, this like, car is for one person. Oh, my God, why can't I go on the car ride? Yeah. You've hurt me. Yeah. So, they have eight minutes to accomplish this mission. Um. Because, like, that's the amount of time that it would take for, like, a distress beacon to go out and for New Republic forces to come and help. And so everything's going really great at first. The ship gets there. Poe gets on the ship after a kind of a rough landing. But he gets everybody out um, safely. And, you know, he they all disguise themselves as pirates, whatever. And so he's ready to pilot the Grace <laughs> out of there. Um, but then the First Order shows up because the one variable they didn't count on was that the distress signal would also go to them 
and they were on much they were on a higher alert to pull the grace out of trouble if need be so that's super bad and um a bunch of first order shows up like a like two full star destroyers show up and like a ton of tie fighters so kare and yolo Dameron is probably gonna die yeah like they definitely have their work cut out for them um i was seriously worried about rapier two and three for sure yeah yolo Um, so, like, the First Order is not, is either going to stop the ship, or it's not gonna let it, it's gonna, like, kill it and blow it up before it has a chance to leave. Um, that is how serious they are about whatever information is on that ship. Um, but thankfully, the three pilots managed to defend themselves and each other, um, from, like, the absolute onslaught of the First Order, and all, they all make it to hyperspace with their prize. Um, and so, afterward, Leia's talking with Poe, and, like, Poe is, like, super angry and just, like, so upset, but he still believes in the New Republic, which, Poe, you're so precious. Um, and, but he's still, like, feeling, like, how can we fix this? Like, what can we do? Like, and, um, Leia responds to him that they have to find hope in order to win, which, by hope, she means Luke Skywalker, and some of the information that was in the Grace was information on um, what's his name, Lord Santeca. Is that it? Yep. Okay, I always get the first name wrong. Was was information on the whereabouts of Lord Santeca, who Leia assumed had information for Luke, and so that leads into now you see Poe going to Jakku to find him. So it leads yeah. really easily yeah. into TFA. Sounds like a great setup for a record-breaking blockbuster. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So yeah, before the awakening, woo, pose the greatest. So yeah, did so they because we didn't see them in the movie because they're leading their own squadrons for the resistance. So they're like Poe for different squadrons. Is that what? Yeah. The idea was. Yeah, yeah. They lead two different squadrons. So. Um, and also, like, the descriptions of them were super vague, so even if we did see them, I couldn't, like, recognize them. Because, like, right. one's yeah. a human, and one's a, an alien that basically looks like a human. So... <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Poe po is also leader of two squadrons, though, right? Like, isn't... He's... He leads Blue Squadron and Black Squadron? Yeah. So oh, yeah, right. Not yet, but... He's, he's kind movie. of, like... Because, mm, like, he leads Blue Squadron, right? But then he's also right. kind of the leader for all of the squadrons. Right. Here's my one bit of <laughs> beef with this story. TFA kind of led me to believe that Poe had been with the Resistance for a while and was it had like worked his way up to some leadership position through like a long time. And then really he was on one mission for the Resistance and then gets sent off to Lorsan Tekka and then goes missing for a bit. Yeah, like, between Le- him meeting Leia and um, Operation Saber Strike, mm-hmm. it's not super obvious, but I still think it's a much shorter time period than a lot of us assumed. Right. Which could be why he was so, like, okay with trusting Finn, yep. was because he understands you can see something's wrong and not working, and then you should get a chance to, Just you know, do right something away. right. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and... And maybe this Hashtag is a really good segue. The <laughs> comic that's coming out can help fill in some of that, I think, mm-hmm. depending on what they end up exploring. Yeah. Wait. 
what's coming out? A Poe comic! Woo! Oh my gosh. That sounds like the perfect thing for us to talk about on this podcast on a regular basis. It so does. true. I'm so excited about it. I would actually subscribe to that. <laughs> Done. Yeah. The team looks really good. Yeah. So. so we will obviously be talking about the issues as they come out on Rogue Quadrant. So this is not the last time we'll be talking about the best damn pilot in the galaxy. Yep. Woo! Yep. So I believe we have some discussion questions. We put that on Twitter, so... We do. We had asked folks to tell us what their dream Poe story is now that they've gotten to know him a bit, and we got some really good ones. Greg told us Poe is leading a deep space training mission when suddenly the cont- the Katana fleet jumps in okay. all around them, but not as all as it seems. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, <laughs> um... Brian said, Poe, Snap, and Jess resurrect the idea of Rogue Squadron. Yes! I think that. I am all about that. Yep. Twelve novels, please. Yes. <laughs> all of them. Sarah said, the Rogues have to pull in the Fab Four for a mission. There, oh there's much posturing. They save the day and all go out for drinks. Wedge and Poe sit to the side as Wes, Hobby, and Tycho bond with younger Rogues. And they bond over being in command. Aww. Aww. It's so beautiful. Bryce said... I, like, what do you think will happen the day that we get the story about Wedge and Poe, like, meeting each other? I think I'll probably barf out of excitement. Explode. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Twitter will break. Oh my god, it will. Oh we will gosh. shut down Twitter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce said, literally anything that doesn't involve a Force user, space magicians are the least <laughs> interesting part of Star Wars. Someone's better. Wow. Those wow. fighting words. <laughs> Draw the line of the sand. Christ, telling it like it wow. is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Nancy said, Poe meets Luke and Wedge, and after some prodding by yours truly, <laughs> admitted that Tycho would be there too. Well, I assume with Wedge comes Tycho, <laughs> right, so. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. They're married and retired somewhere, right? Oh, so beauty. Uh, Obviously, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, Jared. <laughs> what if they bought the farm from the Damarins? Oh, yes. Or next door. Oh my god. They were like, they like sit on the front porch. Uncle Wedge and Tycho. Yeah. I'm losing it. Okay, you just keep going. (laughs) Poe called them Uncle Wedge and Tycho. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like it. (laughs) Jared. I like that it's Uncle Wedge, but just plain old Tycho. Mr. Tycho. No. Mr. Tycho. You know what? Like, the uncle applies to both of them. You don't say uncle twice, though. Uncle sense. Wedge and Uncle Tycho. Yeah. Oh, okay. So wouldn't it be uncles, Wedge, and Tycho? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, next okay. question. I, I just pictured Danny, like, lowering glasses onto the bridge of his nose and saying, well, actually, wouldn't it be uncles? Yes. Danny. <laughs> I'm fired. I know. <laughs> yeah. What else is new? Jared said, Poe leads a a mission into Clone Wars era Vulture Droid Factory to recover clones frozen in carbonite. Chaos ensues. I like this one. I do like clones. I like that. That would be cool. Imagine clones in the current era. That would be so cool. Matthews told us that he would like to see Poe and his resistance squad meet up with Wedge who is leading the rogue squad of the New Republic, and a competition ensues. He also has a dream short story where the other members of the squad try to convince Poe to let them paint their ships, too. Oh, 
I'm sensing a lot of like wedge po meetups here. To be fair, this is Rogue Padre. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Bastikar told us I'd want a story with Poe, Snap, and Jess doing a spy op, which naturally goes wrong. Um, Naturally. Yeah. Snap. It's going to go wrong. Snap, Poe, and Jess know what they're doing. But. Snap doesn't uh, really know what Yeah, it would be Snap's fault. <laughs> it would be Snap. Snap is, snap snap is practically Greg a Bromberg. <laughs> <laughs> Our friends over at Comics with Kenobi told us they want to see Poe, Elo, Asti, Jessica, and Snap make a covert run and end up in a cantina where they talk about how they joined up and why. Oh. Um, I would like that backstory. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear that for all of them. And we have a question for next week, so tweet us your answers. And our question is, what kind of odd jobs did Poe do before he joined the New Republic movie? Because that's probably a long time period between eight years old and then whenever he was allowed to enlist. <laughs> so, yeah. what would Poe do with his beautiful face? Modeling. I think there was actually like a side note in the visual dictionary that like Poe's co-pilots joke about how if they put him on the posters for the resistance, like everyone would sign up. Duh. He's so attractive. <laughs> yeah. They're not wrong. It's true. Yeah. And I would bring a poster and I'd be like, can you sign this for me? <laughs> I'd be that person. No, but I could picture him being like a New Republic fanboy where he's like sort of obsessed with the Navy from the age of eight. Like, up until the age when he can finally join, and then he signs up right away. I would like to see Poe and Jess Pava's first interaction, because she's such a Luke Skywalker fanboy based on um, Weapon of a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he's probably heard stories about Luke from his parents, and so I think that would be fun to just hear them talking about fan... Kind of... Maybe they would start a podcast, actually. Well, I think it'd be really funny if it was, like, her fanboying, like, fangirling over Luke, and then... Um, Poe fanboying over Leia and being like, yeah, yes. well, she did this and this and this and this, and uh, maybe, like, yeah. fighting about who's cooler. Yeah. Who's better? Who's the better Skywalker? Yeah. yeah. And then Kylo barges in and is actually, says, well, actually, Darth Vader. <laughs> well, actually. And everyone's like, get out! Get out, Ben! Get out, Benji! They all call him and Benji. And Ben's like, I'll Benji. show them, and then he kills all the Jedi. Oh my god, I hope they call him Benji. They all call him Benji. <laughs> Benji Wicket Solo. No wonder he went dark. <laughs> yeah, anyone with that name. It's amazing. Um, yeah. I think Poe, like, did every job. Like, I think he's gonna be that per. like, I imagined him, this is such a weird reference, but as Toya from Cardcapper Sakura, who has every, who's had, like, every odd job that's available. Like, he's at the aquarium, and he's over here, like, cleaning some bleachers, and he's over here doing this other thing. He's just working all of the time because he needs to feel purposeful. Or he's saving, he's also saving money to buy a new X-Wing. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So next time, listeners, we're going to jump into book two of X-Wing, which is Wedge's Gamble. Make sure you read chapters one through four. You know, this is the X-Wing books are only going to get awesome from here. Probably less, less slender waists, more butt kicking. So it's going to be great. And we'll meet a whole bunch of new pilots and more names for you to remember. So look forward to that. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pew, 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 pew.
Yay. <laughs> Rogue Podron, what has become of us? <laughs> yeah. It's we're, such a mess. We're a little rusty. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> We've just become the anti-Bothan podcast. <laughs> right. Might as well rename ourselves. We're gonna get like a billion reviews on iTunes that are like so mean to Bothans, one star. <laughs> <laughs> and Austin's gonna be like, we can't host you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oops. <laughs> <laughs>